since the morning you moved in. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Yes, I'm feeling like a million since I got you living in. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Weekend Gardener, uh, delighted to have you with us. Thank you for listening to us on this beautiful Saturday morning with so much going on. Rufus Edmiston, Phil Campbell, I'm Tom Campbell. No relation. No. She's from the branch of the family that has good credit. No, no. I think I think Carlton's great, great, or whoever, one of the greats, grandfather got uh, kicked out, so he came over and uh, helped build the Capitol. He was a stonemason. Well, uh, most all of the Scots got kicked out, yeah, if you yeah. remember your history sure. correctly. And Tom, sure. your, your ancestor, though, we got to give credit due to the campbell and campbell university That's right. well that that was that was something that was your great-grandfather that was wasn't my great-grandfather i never knew him he died before i was born uh but i've got a, a portrait of him when y'all come to the house i'll show you uh, i have gotten the official family portrait uh it it came down to me as the oldest of the current generation right. the, the previous generation has died out so i got the the portrait We've got Billy Howell on the phone with us from the State Farmers Market. Billy, I gotta just believe that there are tons and tons of people out there this morning. Hey, good morning. It probably will get that way a little later right now. The crowd is kind of slow really slowly moving in. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you it's a gorgeous day. Uh and uh somebody called a little earlier to talk about the fact that uh, the strawberry crop might have been damaged some. Uh, how are the strawberries out there at the farmer's market today? They, they are very plentiful and beautiful. I was down earlier taking a stroll through the uh, farmer's building and um, watching as the farmers bringing in their uh, strawberries, and they were um, quite a bit down there, and they were pretty, and I've sampled a few of them this year, and they're really good this year. Uh, boy, they are that. Well, Betty, did yeah, you know are. that I had the honor – I don't know where I'm supposed to tell it or not, but serving on the strawberry judging panel for some 15 desserts made with strawberries. Yum. I I came up here to the office because I worked down at the event center that day, and they had told me that you had been up here, and I walked in there and looked at all those uh, desserts set up on that back wall, and, boy, that was a pretty sight. It was unbelievable. What one, Rufus? Well, I'm not supposed to tell. Oh, well, that, is that I recently? Uh, that, that was yesterday. Oh, I see. And so, uh, some uh, have they announced it yet, Billy? Yes, yeah, sir. Let me um, look right here. Um, I believe it was the the uh, Montague, Judy Montague, Judy Montague, uh, and and hers came in a quart jar, mm. and fifty percent fifty percent of the contest was taste, twenty percent was presentation. Uh, another was uh, crunchiness or, or consistency, 
And another percentage was how easy is the recipe? Ah. And it's real funny. All three of us, although they were fabulous, fabulous, beautiful, beautiful cakes, in a quart jar, Judy Monaco's you stacked up something just loaded, loaded with, with wonderful things. So this was strawberry shortcake. It was basically strawberry shortcake. I like strawberry pie. Have you ever had those? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And uh, mother uh, always put, uh, my grandmother always put rhubarb in it. Really? Don't know why. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, first place went to Judy Montague, and she's one of our vendors here. You can get her um, baked good items down in the farmer's building. Um, and then second place was Kim Lewis, and she has a dessert called Strawberry Grain Cake. And third place was by Nor Nasser. Yeah, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And it was called the North Carolina Fraser. Hmm. Third place. I thought they were trees. <laughs> Fraser first. Not during strawberry season. There. All right. So what kind of <laughs> what kind of uh, vegetables have we got down there? What's going on uh, so far as any of the spring vegetables coming in? Well, we have some um, winter squash still. Right. And we have potatoes, and we have some greens. Um, we're some of the greens around uh, Wayne County. They're close to Wayne Sampson County lines. Uh, did get some damage from a hailstorm last Sunday. Mm. Uh, it swept in down. Um, I know one of our farmers from uh, Daubersville um, had lost quite a bit due to uh, hail. Um, uh, green, they lost their bok choy. They still got kale for you, Rufus. They did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, kale. Oh, kale. <laughs> and, uh, uh, there's some onions down there. Spring onions? Oh, man. Different potatoes. Put those in a little vinegar. And of course, sweet potatoes. You got all year round's favorite there in North Carolina. Cabbage is still coming in. There, there's cabbage. Um, there's some peppers. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the one thing that I look for this year, Billy, and, and did find, I grow I grow Tabasco peppers for my brother-in-law, Judge Harris, mm-hmm. and he makes this uh, knockoff Tabasco sauce. And so this year, normally, uh, many years, they haven't had any any Tabasco plants, and, and I've, I've planted everything in the world. I've gone uh, Carolina Reaper. I've gone everything you can in the, the most... The most perfect, according to my brother-in-law, Robert Harris, to make hot sauce is a Tabasco pepper. Hmm. It has a different flavor from the rest. And, and, and it's sure. not, not, it, it won't cripple you. <laughs> not like those ghost pepper and Carolina Reaper. Ooh, oh, my wee. gosh. Yeah, I, they'll do some damage to you. My, my system can't handle all that heat. How about uh, plants? You got a lot of plants down there in the, the other end of the market we do we have a lot of um, garden plants tomatoes and peppers and so forth a lot of herbs um as well as uh bushes and trees yep. hanging baskets um have tropical um plants up at the craft shed building flowers uh, yeah and of course billy uh, uh, i've mentioned it one time already on the show that our friend gerald uh, with his tomato plants, we'll give away the Rufus plant, tomato plant, if you go by and say, Rufus sent me for a Rufus plant, tomato plant. Oh, how about that? i tell you something else about Gerald, talking about saying something to him. He, it is amazing. A lot of our farmers out here, 
um, or this way, but especially Gerald, if you want to, if you've never raised a tomato plant or a pepper plant or the variety that he has, you go there and say, well, you know, I want some tomatoes. I want them this big. I really prefer a red tomato. I like more acid or less acid. And he will set you down and just tell you exactly how to raise that tomato or pepper plant. And he says, here's my phone number. Call me if you start having problems. Yep. I'd be on the phone with him full time. That's the the type of service you get at the farmer's market. Well, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, years back, 10 years ago, I didn't know what bok choy was. (laughs) You come out here, you say, well, what is that? And they'll sit right down and tell you, you know, what it if it's a native plant, if it was a hybrid, and everything that you just don't just can't find out anywhere. Yeah, that's good. What's going on with the the market shops? Market shops—they've got that good smelling cinnamon raisin bread cooking this morning, and, and scooping ice cream and coffee and all kinds of good stuff there at the bakery. Um, and across from there, uh, May Farms has moved into their new space, and you have all the, they represent quite a few different um, poultry and livestock uh, farmers. We've got next space down, we got, oh, uh, May Farms did have ostrich eggs uh, last week, or the beginning of this past week, but I'm not for sure if they did um, this weekend or not, but they may. And uh, then you go down, you got gifts and flags and cheese and wine, hammocks. And it is, I mean, it's just one heck of a daggone thing. You can't get through that store if you go in there and look at <laughs> I ain't going to say you ever see everything. Yeah. But but just to be able to go through that uh, building and look at all our vendors that's in there and all the different um, things they have, it will take you a few minutes to get through there. Uh, old-fashioned sodas and salves and soaps, uh, local seafood, uh, you know, fresh seafood, and the market grill. Go down there and get a Rufus dog, and while they're making that, you can go over to 321 and get you a cappuccino, a latte. And Yeah, by the way, Billy, I read somewhere that this 321 is really moving out, and probably one day I'll make a prediction it is going to go nationwide because yeah. it has such a good business model of hiring people that have some disabilities, Tom. Yeah, and you got to admire that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think they are demonstrating also that you can hire people who have some disabilities, and they're just, in fact, they're probably more dedicated than the average employee that you're going to get. And at the same time, they do a good job and – uh, it works for the business, it works for the customers, and it certainly works for, for people who want to have something that they can do to feel productive. Of course, there are lots of – I mean, you could go over there and spend most of the rest of the day, so you're probably going to get hungry. And there are all kinds of restaurants, a farmer's market restaurant and a seafood restaurant. And you can eat up and down the road, can't you? You can. You, then when you get done with all that, it- if you don't have room to eat it on site, you can step right behind the seafood restaurant to the craft shed and get you a bag of kettle corn and a lemonade and some homemade baskets. And uh, a couple of days a week, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, we have uh, Beck's Cullery sharpening knives and loppers and hand shears and uh, all types of um, cutting instruments. 
And behind, right behind that is Nahuna. We get a lot of calls where it's at. Ooh, their sausage at Nahuna. Uh. Mm-hmm. Man, they they have some good food there. Which I'm a I'm a Wayne County boy, so I kind of grew up with Nahuna. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're open Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, Saturday so, um, I saw a man at Nahuna not long ago carrying out a bag of pork skins that I swear it had to be two pounds uh, two yeah. pounds of pork skins or whatever. That's what we always mm-hmm. called them, pork rind. Um, anyway, so it's happening out at the farmer's market, huh? We got So down in the grass area between the farmer's building and uh, seafood, we have a uh, taste of North Carolina sunshine today. We have... Uh, some craft vendors, as well as um, some, there's a uh, baked goods uh, vendor down there. I walked through and looked at, I, I guess they were some type of scones or biscuits or something, or rolls. Those things were looking pretty good when I went through there. They were just unloading their trucks. So I didn't get to see all of them. Probably smell pretty good, too. Man, that, that's one thing about out here. It is hard to walk around out here because you smell this thing. Then when you walk to that side of the building, you smell something else. And and uh, they always got something good going. And Tuesday, we have the older, which this is Older Americans Month, and we have Agent Unbound Tuesday from 1 to 3. And we're going to have live entertainment, activities, games, guest speakers, uh, Different vendors and foods, and, and this is uh, something for senior citizens. Um, so Rufus, you come on out here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was waiting on that, Billy. I, Let me go get you a band aid, Rufus. Just for you. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find my walker and get out there. <laughs> oh me! Any, any kind of judging going on? Uh, there is. I don't know all the details with the stuff, but I know the games, you know, has winners. And they're. Going, I know that I'm setting up the stage where they can put on the podium up there and they're going to announce the winners and uh, wow. have the guest speakers. And, you know, this is um, DHHS is involved with this, the North Carolina uh, Coalition on Agents, North Carolina Senior Games, AARP, and State Farmers Market. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Something always happening out at the State Farmers Market. What an asset uh, to to this area. Billy, thank you for talking to us. Hey, tell uh, Monica we said hello. Yeah, I will. I think she's finally getting a little bit of time off today. Oh, well, that's great. What? You're allowing her time off? <laughs> well, she can't get too far away from her telephone because, see, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I have to call her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Well, Billy, thank you for talking to us. We've enjoyed it, and we'll look forward to seeing you when we come out there. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all come see us. All right. Thanks, Billy. We'll do that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, actually, we are going to be able to get back to Mike Rayleigh. Mike Rayleigh is calling us from across the pond. Good morning. What time is it over there? It is uh, 3.32 in Provence. Provence. <laughs> well, that's about the time you normally get up. We're uh, we're in uh, AIX in Provence. It's a 
city, well, you know, it's old. Everything's old. Everything is beautiful. The weather is very arid uh, everywhere we've gone so far, which is nice. And uh, we're we're kind of on a walking tour right now, so I can't talk long. We got to make it back to uh, Marseille to leave to go to Montpellier. Oh, and uh, and then uh, then Barcelona. That that ends the trip. So. Wow. You will love Barcelona. Unbelievable. Yeah. Tell us some of the highlights. Yeah. Well, um, Melissa wouldn't let me talk about all the beautiful Italian and French women, so I won't mention that. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad. (laughs) You know, the Italian, uh, the countryside, Pisa, uh, seems very, very small. Uh, But, uh, you know, the center of the area where the Leaning Tower is, the Basilica and all that, very beautiful. Uh, but I'll tell you, you just can't beat Monaco and Nice. That, uh, if you want to see money and uh, fast cars, that's the place to be. As a matter <laughs> of fact, they're having a, uh, a Formula One race uh, this weekend in Monaco. It is a Formula One electric. So the cars are electric. So they're having an gr- electric Grand Prix. And then the... Uh, the well-known Grand Prix in Monaco will be in three weeks. And that casino, did you get to go in the casino there? You know, somebody said that you you can't, um, you have to bet uh, at least $100,000 to uh, even get in a game there. So in, you know, they had a lot of guards around it. There were a lot of exotic cars out there on display, and we didn't even make an attempt to uh, to go on there. I don't gamble anyway. I figure life is a <laughs> <laughs> did you did but, you get uh, to see the gosh, the weather go ahead yes see what um i was gonna say go ahead you were talking about the weather no the, the weather is uh it's hard to describe and it's very dry you know they get water from the alps down mm. here that goes out into the mediterranean but uh less and less water apparently is coming down because it's less and less snow and um uh, it's uh, it's just very arid. I don't. It's, it's kind of like Israel, in a way. Yeah. Uh, what are the temperatures uh, northern, like? Northern, northern Israel. Yeah, mm-hmm. northern Israel because it's uh, it's green, but it's it's a uh, very rough greenery in uh, the area we're in right now. And uh, in uh, Italy, there are a lot of these trees that look the leaves and the bark look very much like sycamores. Yeah. But I think they're just in the sycamore family. I can't remember what the guy said. A lot of French and Italian. So. Mm. Did you get to go to the beach over at Nice? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, kind of in the, we were in the center part of uh, the old, the old Nice, which is on the on the beach. And mm-hmm. yeah, we we uh, drove by a lot of beautiful things uh, between Monaco and and Nice, and and saw the beach. The beach over there is so much different than our beach. It's not sandy beaches; it's rocks. Yeah, I know. It is uh, kind of disconcerting. You're watching people walk around barefoot on this. I know. What are the but, temperatures uh, like over there right now? It's been pretty consistent from uh, – there were some 50s at, at night uh, when we first got here, but I think it's it's moved up to the 60s. Every day has been uh, pretty much the low 70s. Wow. And uh, here in Provence, uh, it, it was a nice breeze, and so it's, it's just – you know, everything's dry. <laughs> tell you that. All right. So, what have you got left How on your you tour? We're going to uh, Montpellier. Yeah. Tomorrow, or sailing tonight, I guess. And and then the, we end up in Barcelona uh, for the end of the trip. We catch a flight out of Barcelona. 
on wow. Monday. Wow. Whoa. So it's been a it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, I, I I checked and you you've not been fired since you left, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm I'm thankful for that. Mr. Curtis does want to talk to you, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just joshing you. I'm, no, I'm sure he does. Well, you know, I don't I don't worry so much anymore. Well, good about things like that. Uh, well, listen, that's you, good. You got about as much job security as anybody yeah, I know really. anything about. I'm glad y'all had as this. As long as I can keep up. Yeah, I am too. I'm glad we were able to go that's on this. It's kind of my my Hall of Fame trip. Yep. Oh, well, good, wonderful. and it's well deserved. Well, I, unlike you, I, I, I would I, recommend any. Yeah, go ahead. I would recommend anybody take uh, take a Viking cruise. Uh, I'll tell you, take care of that. And this that is, uh, the maiden voyage for for this uh, ship, the Saturn. It's the maiden voyage, so everything is particularly new on it. It's beautiful. I told Aww. I told somebody that Viking is uh, to river cruises what Disney is, you know, to entertainment. They just think of everything. Yeah, they're good. They people. really do. Yeah, you wait on your hand and foot. Now we in so, France uh, we had temperatures that were very rarely getting above sixty five or so, and and cool, and we just didn't. Truthfully, we didn't pack right. Uh, we didn't have enough cold weather clothes where we were. Uh, yeah. Well, we're lucky. It's been pretty consistent, and we, we brought some stuff in case there was cold, but uh, we haven't needed it. So I better uh, I better sign out. I think we got to meet our group, and i, I got to finish eating a crepe. Oh, okay. Uh, or as they say in France, yeah. crepe. <laughs> they call them crepes. Yeah. yeah. So um, thank, thank you, Tom, for, for uh filling in for me and uh i, I love all of you love i just you want too. you to go on more trips mike we're having a good time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you next saturday for sure be safe in fact i i hope i hope to go on more trips good that's great well be I safe hope. tell melissa hello give her yeah, a hug you too all right all right thank Bye-bye. you Bye. take care Mike told me that he was going to try to call in. He's been texting me, and it's really interesting because you can you can tell the difference between the time zones. Uh, and I found this out last week while we were gone. Uh, I was texting at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, heck, it was like uh, two o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning, uh, five o'clock in the morning, because uh, there's a six hour difference in time uh, in France. I assume it's about the same thing uh, where he is. Uh, and these these trips like he's going on, um, it is wonderful to be able to acquaint you with different countries and different things. But then if you really want to spend some time and and dig into them, you need to go back and, and just really uh, plow into them. We, we did that back in 1995, one of those 21 day kinds of deals. You know, if it's Tuesday, mm-hmm. it must be Rome and that kind of thing. Um, but I'll tell you. From from the texting that we've done back and forth, and from the pictures he's put on Facebook, they're having a big time. That's good. Good to hear from him. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> well, back to the weekend gardener. We're delighted that uh, you joined us this morning. We have gotten a king uh, crowned uh, o- over the last uh, few hours. Mm-hmm. We have the Carolina Hurricanes going to Game Three with a two-zero lead. Uh, all kinds of stuff uh, that's taking place in the Kentucky Derby. Rufus, I knew you did the Derby Day for a number of years. Have you even 
handicapped this year's Derby and who's who, who the favorites or anything? You know, I really haven't. Now, you could ask my dear wife, and she could tell you all about it. I've been so concerned about getting the plants that I got from my dear friend Phil in the ground that I've almost forgotten. But I'm going to have a little a little Kentucky Derby party tonight myself, Linda and I. We will have some hors d'oeuvres. Uh, I will have a, a something. An adult beverage. A, approximating a, an adult beverage associated with the Kentucky Derby. I hope it won't be sweet potato vodka. And <laughs> it might have it in there. It might have it in there. Have you ever gotten rid, rid of that I gave you? Yes. That's oh, uh, home. If you mix it properly, product, it's good. If you, if you mix it well enough with a lot of lime in it. <laughs> but I, I, that's an inside, that's an inside had, joke. I uh, uh, had a lot of fun back when we were doing the uh, derby party. Oh, they were fun. Everybody yeah. would dress up and wear these lavish hats and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. I see that uh, I, I, we were talking about juvenile diabetes. I think there's something going on as we speak, isn't there? I don't know. Yeah, well, I know you were big in that at one time. I, we were. Our, our our grandson, Hart, was diagnosed at age nine. Right. And uh, he is now 28. And thanks to JDRF and to the efforts that are taking place with that and to careful management, he's doing well. Wonderful. It's not the – you know, it used to be that if you had type 1 diabetes when you were young – uh, the likelihood was that you were going to end up in the hospital several times and maybe mm-hmm. even affect your hearing or your sight or a right. limb or something like that. Um, it's come a long way, and a lot of that is because of the research that was done by the Juvenile Diabetes Research <laughs> Foundation. And uh, so that's good news. Uh, 860-9783 is the number to call if you want to call and join in this mo- this morning's program. Uh, lots more to go, so stay with us. We're going to take a break. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Welcome back to Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Just heard a little while ago from Mike Rayleigh, who is wandering around Europe. Delighted to hear from him. He says they're having a great time over there. Rufus Edmiston and Phil Campbell are here. And uh, uh, my name is Tom Campbell, and I'm substituting for uh, Mike uh, uh, today uh, while he's gallivanting. And we've got Amy from Bahama on, on the line with us. Good morning, Amy. Hi. Um, I have, well, it's actually at my mom's house. We're trying to update or take care of some things that haven't been taken care of in a long time, but she has two gardenia bushes that have become very leggy and need some help. And I don't know when is the best time to prune them back and how far I can prune them back. They've become probably five to six feet. Okay. High. I did mine last year, so I pruned it back about a third between a third and a half the way back but you need to wait until it blooms right and right now mine has really uh fat bloom buds on it so i think it's going to bloom early uh as most things have this year but uh wait until it finishes blooming and then cut it right then okay 
What if it happens to not bloom this year? Or mm. is that a possibility? <laughs> well, mine, my old one, as I said, has a lot of bloom buds on it right now. Um, okay. If it got hurt by the cold, I mean, it did get down to 10. And gardenias are sensitive. So if it doesn't bloom, then you can just go ahead. I'd say around the 1st of July, go ahead and cut it back. Because if it hasn't right. bloomed by then, it's not gonna probably not going to bloom. Okay. Because I know some of her azaleas bloomed and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, she's up in Roxborough, so they're kind of up far north. But... Yeah, it's a lot okay. colder up there. I'll take for buds, and if not, wait till the 1st of July. That sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks Amy. Thanks for calling. That's that's actually the rule of thumb so far as pruning is concerned. You wait until something's bloomed with azaleas mm-hmm. or uh, camellias or any of it right? Uh, so that you're not prohibiting future blooms. Right. And you need to do it pretty soon after it blooms because if you wait, you might forget, and then you get into June, and it's like, up. Oh, it's already set, setting more buds. Right. And so you have to be careful about that. Certainly don't want to do it then. No. Now, Phil, let's have the rule on, on encore azaleas bloom twice a year. Do you prune yours after the spring bloom or the fall, fall bloom? bloom? I would probably wait. You don't want to prune them too late in the fall because then new growth will come out if it stays warm. And then if we have a 10, then it's going to get hurt. So you have to be careful not to do it too late in the fall. But um, you know, if you want to if you want to clip some off, if they've just got gotten a little leggy, you can go ahead and clip some off in the spring. It's not going to hurt anything because just do it as soon as it blooms, as soon as it quits yeah, blooming. But you prefer on the on the uh, twice blooming year, you prefer spring. Well, it just depends on how how late it is in the fall. You do not want to go late into the Cold fall, weather. as I said. Yeah, 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 because of cold weather. So, mm-hmm. um, just if it depends on how unruly they look to you. Um, I mean, most of the time, encores pretty much stay in shape and look good that you don't have to cut them back. Yeah, they don't right. grow as wild as regular azaleas. Right. We, uh, uh, while we're talking about blooming and so forth in the cold weather, uh, last year I had a pretty good display of tulips. Mm-hmm. This year, practically nothing any reason for that again um it the the cold weather may have i mean when it got down to 10 the ground was was pretty cold at that point because it stayed cold for a little while there it's hard for us to remember that because we've been having 70s and 80s since the end of february yeah so it's difficult to remember back to that but um it did hurt a lot of trees it hurt eucalyptus um, the one here in the parking lot, it really burned it back some. And then I've got um, I've got some things in the yard that it burned back. Any hint on what the figs are, are looking like for this season? Yeah, the figs are looking really good. Um, one of the one of the frosts got a few of the first figs that had come out, but my um, <laughs> mine looks great. But I can tell you, my black mission fig has figs on it that are as big as a golf ball already. Really? My black mission fig, I cannot believe it. I love those brown turkey figs. You yeah, gave me, me too. A, you made yeah. that one. And the blueberry uh, the blueberries look like they're sitting and doing Right well. now, I have, bl- I have bushes full of blueberries, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But they look good. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to fall in, Tom, with Celeste 
on yep. your figs. Yep. Uh, over, over brown turkey. And then there's something very exciting that Phil is working on that uh, the mother tree it. Yeah. Over at, uh, over at her house. Well, the uh, one at the one Owen, at um, Owen, uh, Roast County. Grill. No, the oh. ro- one at Roast Grill. Okay. Uh, George's um, uh-huh. great, I mean, grandmother brought, brought one over, right? And it's uh, been behind the Roast Grill, and we um, we got some and rooted them last year. So, yeah, they're they're looking good. It's really interesting to me, and I, I guess. Uh, I've told Mike many times when he asked me to host for him of all the people I can, I can host a show, but of all the people to come talk about gardening, I'm really not the right one. Cause I don't know that much about it, but one of the phenomenon we had this year down on uh, in Pamlico County at our place down there mm-hmm. was a wonderful year for pecans. Really? Mm. I mean, they were just, yeah. and, and I've heard other people say it wasn't. Huh? Um, once the once the the worms take over, it's just you have to do some kind of a gargantuan spraying. And and at, at one time, Tom, I was giving away pecans by the bushel. Basket. I know, I know. Yeah, well, I've still got some. I need to cry. And now every time they they grow, and they look like look like pecans, and everything that drops them has a little hole in it where a worm. Comes yeah, in. well, that's true. Well, I'll tell you what we we enjoy sitting out on the porch with one of those inertia nutcrackers picking pecans listening to football games mm-hmm. that, that's <clears throat> lib and i just have a good time with that anyway thanks for calling 860-9783 we've got lynn on the phone from raleigh good morning lynn good morning i have a couple questions mm-hmm. uh, my first is what is get your opinions on whether knockout roses are safe to plant again. I, I have a spot, haven't planted them in about a decade, but I'm hearing people say they're not doing too bad. The rose rose that may have played out. What's your thought on that? I'm just looking for one or two, not not a whole yard full. Well, I've I have ro- uh, roses. We have uh, knockouts, plenty of knockouts at the nursery. However. Lane and I just discovered that one of the limbs, just one limb, is all I see it on. And we're going to, I think he, he was going to trim that off and try to save that bush. We have a huge bush that's in the parking lot, and it's got right. one limb of rose rosette on it. Um, usually after it gets on the tree it you or the bush, you can't, you know, get rid of it unless you dig it up. I was but gonna we're going to We're going to try. Because it is just on one limb. It's weird. Okay. So um, okay. we have those. They are free of rose rosette. I would not put them in the same place that you had your others if you did have a problem with rose rosette. But wow. uh, it is fine to put them out again. Okay, good. I, well, I have uh, that. some that are at least 15 years old. <laughs> and I want to make a confession here this year. I did not prune mine this year. And with all the extra rain and, and the height that they put on and the wind, a couple of them toppled over. Yeah. So please, yeah. my friends, yeah, go ahead. do prune your roses, <laughs> especially a, a knockout, because they don't seem to have as deep a solid root base as others. But I, I've had only one rosette problem in over 30 years. Well, Doug, the guy that services us from Witherspoon, says that the minute you see rosette take the whole bush out, 
because a it'll infect that bush and also yep. it'll affect the ground and right yep so we've done that uh, on several occasions and he he says that he still sees an awful lot of this rose rosette yeah. uh, and he's not recommending I, I wish i could remember the name of the bushes that they are recommending in place of the knockouts uh it's a mm-hmm. it's a similar type of, of uh, rose uh but he's saying you know this is just a problem well there are a lot of floribunda roses that you can put out that perform as as well as knockouts so um that you know that's uh that's a they're worth a try and we've got some of those as well yeah do they do they come back do they rebloom during the summer yes they bloom all summer okay the floribundas okay. do they they do really well they are they and they're pretty mm-hmm. okay thanks lynn appreciate you calling us Okay. One more question, if I can. I've got a spot where a tree came down, and I just need some screening for a few years uh, until the other things come back up. What? How does crossvine look during the winter? Do you think that's something? Because it would be up near my near my glass windows. So I mean, not. It would be where I could see it closely. It would be on a sturdy arbor uh, on the side of the deck. Mm-hmm. How does that look during the winter? Does it get so ratty in this area that that might not be something I well, should look at in the winter? I know it's gorgeous this time of year. Right. Crossvine has a little bit darker leaves on it than the jasmines, uh, but mm-hmm. cross crossvine's fine in the winter. We have it on an arbor, but the when the uh, Carolina jasmine or either the star jasmine looks a little better because it keeps its leaves better. Gotcha. In the okay. winter, that would look better, and that's what I'm looking for then. Well, thanks for calling, Lynn. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break for some news, and we'll be right back with more Weekend Gardener.